everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Melanade Scenes podcast. I'm Tiara, and I'm here to give it to you straight up, raw, no filter. Welcome everyone back to the page. This is not going to be a melanated discussion, but kind of, I guess, a melanated discussion because we're two melanated people who uh, have something to announce. Drum roll, please. Shall we announce it? Yeah. We're debt free. It's a big accomplishment on our end. Tierra can lay out the details and tell you guys all the things she did to map it out. So, well, for this video, this is just going to be like an overview. I don't know, honey. That was like a lackluster intro. You seem very uh, dead. I don't know, babe. <laughs> Aren't we supposed to be happy that we're debt free? Or we're both just kind of like, mm. yeah, because it doesn't feel like shit yet. Like, it, it's it was exciting to do it. Like, you want to share the screenshot of us making the payments or something, and we could talk how we felt at that time. So, like Marco said, we we're debt free. We finessed quarantine life and paid off $150,000 in debt. It's probably more than that because we were not counting how much money we were paying interest when we were having to pay interest. So probably a little bit more than that, but we're just sticking with 150. 150 out the door in 28 months. So first we're going to start off with basically like how we got into debt, which I feel like everybody's in debt. I don't think I know anybody who does not have some type of debt. Do you? Mm, no, I don't think so. I think everyone I know is in, in debt of some sort. Or yeah, but, or people don't even really say if they're in debt or not. So the assumption is folks are in debt out here, but they're just not saying anything because uh, that's the norm. But the bulk of our debt was, well, not the bulk, but $45,000 of that 150 was my student loan debts from Pacific Lutheran University. A place I got a degree from and haven't used that degree once. But yeah, $45,000, what was that? We also paid for our wedding. Are you just going over all the debt? Yeah. It was my student loans yeah. and it was credit cards. And my, my student loan was about 20. Okay, so it was, yeah. So my student loans, your student loans, some credit card debt. And my car. Oh yeah, your car. Mm -hmm. That's it. I think so. I think maybe we're discounting the credit card portion too much. Um, what's the next thing? Oh, money lessons taught when we were growing up. Yeah, um, as far as what I was taught growing up about money, not much. I don't even really feel like I heard my parents talking about money unless it's um, somebody getting an attitude, aka my dad getting an attitude about money when he's the spender. But saving? No. No education around credit cards at all. I had to get my first credit card when I was at POU because I didn't have enough money to pay for the books and neither did my parents. So where am I going to get the money from if I don't have it and they don't have it? So first credit card was started then when I was in my freshman or sophomore year of college, but they never told me like, oh, well, make sure you pay this down to zero every single month or whatever. It was just like, okay, well, it seems like a credit card is something you get when you can't pay something on your own upfront. But if you know you can at least pay the minimum payments every single month, then you're good kind of thing, which is 
crazy now. I know that's crazy as fuck. Yeah, I don't feel like nobody really told me nothing really about money or how to manage money. It was more like, you just need to have a job and you need to pay your bills. Okay, great, great advice. I guess, what about you? No, money lessons growing up, no. I just know that we struggled from what I remember. It was the feeling of kind of a mystery. Like it, it felt like there was a disconnect between my, either my mom or my stepdad at the time. There was always a wonder of, about why we were never, you know, not having enough to do anything. Family vacations, I don't know anything about that. Um, yeah, taking short trips was all we had. And living in California, it was just going two hours away is, is LA, four hours away is Las Vegas or whatever. And so we had access to places that a lot of people like to visit. And so it was just taking the cheap route of just driving to one of those places to enjoy your time or drive through, you know, on the way to visit other family members. So there was really never any real, anything you never really had a plan for. I didn't see anything like that growing up because I think that would have came about with money lessons, money talks. So no, I would say not for me. Nothing about saving or? No, I think the most basic thing was me being able to save money to pitch in towards getting a Nintendo, a mm. Super Nintendo. And I actually did it. I think there was even surprise around that when, uh, when I was dedicated as a little kid. But yeah, no, no real anything. I was the one asking, can I get a bank account when I saw that? They had those options at my parents' bank. But yeah, got my own credit card when I was 18. Got my own cell phone bill when I was 18. Didn't need any co-signers. So I, I guess I must have did something right in the beginning. Um, I know that a credit card gave you flexibility, allowed you to get uh, stay in hotels, rent cars, things like that. It was a key in allowing me to do other things that I wanted to do. So that's basically the, that's as much as I really pieced together from my younger years. And that kind of helped carry me into the little that I knew going into adulthood. So that's really the most money lessons I have surrounded myself with, I guess. Yeah, no, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, that's not even like money talk no. discussions about money. It was like, okay, we found out that if you don't got money, guess what? Get a credit card. So then you can still do stuff. And that wasn't even from like either one of our parents' mouth. It was just like based off of what you saw. Okay, people who don't have money, if they don't have money right now, get a credit card. And then that will basically front you some money mm -hmm. for now while you don't have the extra money. Yeah. Like, and that's, that was just, it's setting a young person up on a slippery slope right. for, oh, if you for can't going, afford it, get a credit card. For going out of control, it. like getting stuff that you know you can't afford right now and then just pay it back. So establishing the the average American mentality towards money. Mm -hmm. So which is just buying stuff and um, getting in the consumer mindset, I guess. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe that just went off on a tangent, but that I guess in short, no, I don't think I really ever had any money talk, really. I don't either. I'm like, my parents ever sit me down and be like, yeah, we're going to teach you something about money because you need to know this when you're older. Nothing. And then as far as investments goes, I've never even heard no word about investment in this house ever. So I didn't know what investing even was until more recently as an adult. Yeah, same for me. My money education was very poor. So for uh, the whole money talk or whatever lessons, that would be zero for both of us. So 
Uh, we're starting literally at ground zero. So anybody else who ends up watching this and they feel like, oh, I can't do that because I don't know X, Y, Z about money. Uh, we didn't know shit. And our parents still to this day haven't brought up any type of money talk nothing ever and then when we tell them oh yeah we just paid off this or we just paid off that it's always like oh that's good but like nothing else it never goes really uh any deeper than that it's just like oh that's good so it's like to me i don't feel like we really had any people cheering us on while we were doing this it was more of like jokes in the beginning of oh well you know well student loans why well, pay that off you know everybody has student loans you might as well just blah 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 like it was never like oh that's good it was like oh you guys are on the budget that's cute but i'm not doing it <laughs> like like that kind of stuff so zero money lessons on to the next thing oh how we decided to get debt free i wouldn't say we decided to get debt free i would say me decided to get debt free <laughs> I don't know why you're smiling. <laughs> In the beginning, it was a struggle. First, it didn't even start off as like, I want to be debt free. It was like, oh, I want to save some money. Like I want to have some money put away somewhere. And then as I started like looking up books and stuff that I wanted to read, I first started with these things here by this black woman whose name is Tiffany Alice, Aliche, something like that or whatever. And this one's called the one week budget. I can't remember what I saw her on, but she was talking about how she had paid off all this money. And then she also had like her credit score go up by like a hundred points or something or more within X amount of time. And I was like, okay, this lady seems cool. And you know, I'm always trying to just support black owned whatever kind of stuff. So then I just bought her books. For me, it started like that. Like, okay, I want to save some money. And I remember the first thing that I have in my notebook it was like, I want to save $1,400 by December. Like something now that I'm thinking is like ridiculous. Because now if I think about saving $1,400, I think of that as like nothing because of how much we've paid off now. Or I'm like, oh, I really set my thing at the most basic level. Is that like low standards or something? Or No, I just think it was you trying to establish a goal that, that you've never established before. So I don't, I don't know if it's low standards. You actually set a standard so whether it's low or not you only determine that as you look back i feel like and go man that was really low but only from, <laughs> yeah. only from your position now but looking back you're like hey that's a goal i set so i don't know i, don't, I wouldn't call it a, a low standard because you're just setting a goal so and making developing a standard so that's what i think i, I wouldn't call it low well, that's where it started uh, with Tiffany Aliche or Alice, whatever this is, A-L-I-C-H-E. Um, and then from there, I'm like, okay, I like this. I like what she's talking about. I want to look more into just money stuff in general. And then from there, as I started like reading more books, then I started uh, hearing about this dude named Dave Rams. And so I started watching his stuff and this dude was cracking me the fuck up. Like just basically going off on people, telling them straightforward about why they don't have money and why they're broke and just asking them like, well, why'd you do that? That was dumb. Like saying it straight out. And I thought it was hilarious because that's how I talk in general. So I was like, oh, this white dude's out here just going the fuck off on people. Yes, I like this. So I would just listen to it more and more and then I uh, listened to like his audio book, The Total Money Makeover. And then from there, I'm like, huh, maybe we should do the debt-free thing and not just be trying to save money to like go on a quick trip. And then 
a year goes by that I've been asking Mr. Marcos over here about doing the debt-free thing. And this dude was just like, no, like he was not trying to do this shit. And I'm just like, why not? Let's let's do it. I think this is a good idea. Watch Dave Ramsey with me and see what he was saying to these people. This dude's fucking hilarious. And then he will watch it, but then he's still like not trying to be out here getting on a budget or nothing. And it's just like, so after a while, I was like, look, if you're not about to do it, I guess I'm going to have to do it myself. Then all of a sudden, oh, ta-da, on board. Mm-hmm. I feel like it took like maybe even a whole year from then to actually like get on board, get on board. Like how long did that take? Yeah, I would say like maybe from the idea phase to finally doing it was probably maybe a year and a half. Something yeah. like that. So we started this talk in 2017 and then we didn't actually put anything into play until after we got married in September of 2018. And we didn't do it right away either. We did our first payment October 27th of 2018 is when we started or actually Marcos agreeing. Yeah. What do you have to say for yourself in this this situation? No, um, I think... Um, I was being stubborn because I was still trying to execute my own plans. And that's where ultimately my mistake was, you know, basically trying to still operate as an individual, but still trying to, you know, <laughs> be married. But I think uh, my stubbornness was coming from feeling like I got myself into an issue with the money I owed. And now, you know, it's just a matter of getting myself out and I don't need help with that. And being also being stubborn because, you know, in my head, I guess I was like, I can do this. You know, I got this. I don't need to drag you into my mess. But really Tierra, Tierra had more of the team mentality. And I think that I'm not used to that. I'm used to fighting all the, the battles on my own. And then Tierra's like, well, what the fuck are you getting married for? You know, if you don't want to fight the battles together. So that's when I was like, seeing how she was really wanting to do it together. It was kind of like a, a journey within a journey. We are going to start a journey, but within myself, I had to uh, have, have a, my own journey, you know, to allow myself to accept help. And so- But it wasn't help. But it was just my, I guess my perception of it. It's you like know, an ex- it's like- expedited path <laughs> to getting out of debt. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't yeah, really I guess, see it that way. Right. And, and it's just the backgrounds we come from. It, ain't nobody doing shit for me. So I had to figure it out. Any problem I ever encountered is um, bail yourself out. And so I usually do that with crazy work ethic. Once we started uh, writing my stuff in her little red book, I'll call it. Once we started doing that, then I was able to kind of like let go of that control, I guess. So I guess I'm being a control freak around my own shit. You trade time for money and try to get more money for the time you're trading. So... That was a game we played. So I think that should resonate with most people in this situation because that's what most people do. They're not, I don't know too many people who have passive incomes and or, or investments that are paying dividends or anything like that. So yeah, I think I know anybody. So yeah, I think it was just go time and, and, and just don't stop until it's done. Yeah, and another thing too, like we wasn't making like a whole bunch of money either when we first started with 
basically paid our rent well from my end anyways when we when i was done paying my portion of my bills and my half of the rent i only had three or four hundred dollars left in my account after paying my bill so it wasn't like we just had a whole bunch of money just sitting somewhere and that's how we were able to pay off of no i didn't have no fucking money we we're making close to minimum wage me anyways nobody was over here making no whole bunch of money or nothing like that so don't think that that's how somebody is able to get out of debt oh you can only get out of debt if you make x amount no you can't because you can just make more money and keep spending more money yeah so nah i think yes i agree with that and i think the, the approach and mindset wasn't I mean, making more money, yes, always. But there's that approach, which if you make more, you can spend more and then you're really no better off. But the approach we took, which what Dave Ramsey talks about is solving the debt portion because you, you have to, you're going to be encountering a lot of your own habits. You're going to be addressing those habits in order to reduce whatever debt you have on your back. So I think that should be noted that there's two different mindsets. And, and although, yes, we're always pushing to get more money, the real one we gravitated towards was knock down the debt to increase your ceiling to you have your debt and you have the money you can increase this or you can lower this yeah so on may 31st of 2017 is when i made my i will save 1400 dollars. you see that yeah and i've been writing in the same book since then but back to what we were talking about about having money left over i can't find it either way i'm telling you guys it literally was like having an extra 200 dollars left over between the both of us that we were like okay so now we have our stuff set up from smallest to largest and on the smallest one to get rid of it the quickest we're going to put our extra money that's left over which was 197 dollars. so on top of our minimum payment we're adding an extra 197 and that's it that's what we were starting with toward $150,000 in debt, paying it down by $200 at a time. Another thing from Dave Ramsey too, he always says, tell your money where to go so you don't wonder where it went. And we were always wondering where our money went because we were just swiping, not really paying attention to what we were paying. So I was like, well, if there's money in the bank, well, whatever, like it's my money to spend and not keeping track of where the money was going and come to find out like some months later i just decided to look through my accounts and see like how much money am i spending because i was thinking okay dave randy talking about tell every dollar where to go so you know where it went i'm like well it's not like i'm spending a whole bunch of money nowhere um there was one month in there where we spent like over a thousand dollars eating out so it was like we felt like we were paying all of our bills and barely had no money left over but we actually did well, um, it, was, it was just all food in general because we were just eating it eating it up like literally but, eating it up but we we kind of knew that we i didn't think it was that much money we, though it's not like we were clueless it's like damn we eat out a lot and then putting a number to it made it like oh shit made you have to digest that that actual number right so i think we we kind of knew like okay fuck every every you know multiple times a week we're getting food or throughout the weekend we're not even cooking even though we've spent money on groceries too so how we paid it off was what we kind of touched on was i was writing out a plan for us basically of okay dave ramsey says do debt snowball there's also something called like the debt avalanche that marcos was trying to do and that was also something we were going back and forth no you need to pay down the thing with the highest interest and i'm mm. like no the fuck we don't we just need to do what dave ramsey said because he's out here cussing <laughs> people out. i think he knows what he's talking about and it, it was just a a difference in how we wanted to attack it because 
I had read a book called 10 Money Commandments. So we were saying the same thing. We were just had to, we had to just pick the approach we wanted to start with. So I think in the end, we went with Tierra's. She wanted to go the, the snowball route, paying smallest to largest. And I think in the end, that's good. I think I like it because you get to feel the momentum. Yeah. You know, you, you're paying off stuff and you're feeling like you're accomplishing things. And so I think that's important to reach a goal is to feel like you're reaching little milestones in approach to the larger goal. So right. I think because it's a mental game and you can say it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. I think that... I think that you probably want to organize it like that if you... Especially for people who don't have discipline, which I feel like I have a lot of discipline, so we could have actually went the way that he wanted to do it. But I was just like, that makes sense to do smallest to largest, because then after you like pay off something like, oh, I owe 400 bucks on this, and then you get down with the 400, and then the next thing is 600 bucks. Like, if you're able to see those wins like pretty quickly at the very beginning of you starting this, I feel like you're more likely to keep trying to pay down stuff versus, okay, I have a credit card that's $20,000 and we're paying that one off first because it has a 19% interest rate. Okay, like how long is that about to take you to pay off a $20,000 credit card? Like versus something that is two, $300. Yeah. So I feel like for people who don't have discipline, which is most people, that's why they're in debt in the first place, um, you should start smallest to largest to get your momentum and you know what it actually helped us out because after we start paying off little stuff and we weren't using those cards anymore then those credit card people were like oh well let's give you zero percent apr like oh yeah we put the the fuck this up then guess what balance transfer we're paying zero percent on a huge amount of money versus if we would have been just trying for who knows eight ten twelve months to pay off one card at 19 percent like now but like that would have been fucking ridiculous probably yeah and tiara gonna have to give me props on that one (laughs) props on what one (laughs) so i got i got my um we paid off uh one of my alaska airlines cards i have two of them and so then I get the check in the mail. They send you a check for balance transfer and it's zero percent. So I, I got the check and I proposed to her, like, how about I buy your debt for zero percent? And she's like, well, how explain what exactly you're talking about. And so I, I show her the check and I'm, and I'm like, I could just write the amount of your debt that'll fit on my card. And we, we pay zero percent. We just attack it that way. And so now starting with the debt snowball, put us in a position to explore the other options that were coming at us. And then at that point, we were attacking, I guess, more like the Avalanche style. And so having that check that the credit card company uh, mails you allowed me to buy her debt and put it onto my card at 0%. Now you do pay a fee in order yeah, to exercise that. Yeah, like 3%. So you want to so, pay 20% or 19% or 17% of this card is, or you want to pay three? So we were paying, I think on average, I was paying, if I was buying her debt, I bought her debt twice on two of my cards with those checks that they mailed. And I think I paid like 300 bucks each time, but uh, I went ahead and added it out what we would have paid in interest if I didn't do that for the amount of time that she had mapped out. We were paying maybe a quarter or an eighth of what we would have paid to interest if we just kept it on that card. So although it was a fee, it was still worth it because we were saving money in the end. So 
Uh, to Tierra's point, I would say, yeah, probably snowball the debt is a good way to put yourself in a winning position. And th those credit cards that you pay off and let sit while you're working on the others, they'll start making you tempting offers, you know, 0% interest and things like that. So yeah, but don't get caught in the trick bag because some people think of, oh, 0% or whatever, like, like they can start spending again or something. And it's like, no, like once we were done with a card we were done with it that was sat to the side unless it was one that marcos was like buying the debt from something else so it's not like how do i want to say this like they're offering you the zero percent because they want you to use their cards again because they know 90 percent of people do not end up paying off their stuff by the time you know is up for you to have your zero percent so they'll give you something like 12 uh, 12 months or 15 months but most people do not end up paying their balance back within the 12 to 15 months that they give them so they're banking on you not paying the shit off and now you owe them interest once again somewhere else and so don't feel like oh well they gave me 15 months so i'm going to take the 15 months to pay it off at the zero percent no you're not don't do it like stick to your plan pay it off as fast as you were going to pay it off even if it had interest attached to it yeah don't think of it as a free 12 or 15 months to pay a minimum payment on it'll, it'll be a waste because you have to remember too um the balance that you're I call it buying off. It's really just transferring her right. her balance to my card, and it's just a slick way to do it. So the money that you're transferring to the credit card already has interest you accrued on it. So to Tierra's point again, like just pay that shit off. Just you know, don't fuck around and stretch it out for the entire span of what they're giving you. Just you know, attack it because it already has some of the interest on it that you're carrying over. So. You know, it's just giving, it's just providing some breathing room so you can work your plan without extra accru accrual of interest. So yeah, it's just breathing room. That's all it is. Oh, and so you guys know, um, uh, if you feel like the stuff that we're saying now is kind of just like a quick overview or it's too fast, or we're talking about stuff that doesn't necessarily make sense, we're planning to do a series like breaking down like all the stuff, basically how I was writing it in my notebook. I plan to show like pages of my notebook so people have examples of how they can do it themselves too. So keep your eyes out for that. There will actually be a series breaking this stuff down literally um, piece by piece so you can basically mimic it if you uh, want to try to become debt free or you've already been like thinking about it but you didn't really know like the next step to do maybe something that I say in the series will be like okay yeah then I'm going to do it like this or whatever I don't expect people to like copy yeah I'm not saying this is like the smartest way or the best way to pay off some debt or whatever it's just giving people information because we feel like we figured out something from the zero amount of money lessons we were given as kids to now adults and being like damn we fucking paid off $150,000 in debt in 28 months which now sounds fast but when it was happening it was like dude what the fuck when is this gonna be over like can we can we ever just have some of our money to ourselves? but like no like to me it's like if you have $20,000 set aside but you owe somebody $50,000, you actually are in the whole $30,000. Like you you don't have $20,000 in the bank. So yeah, the series is gonna address the stuff like piece by piece so you can just follow along, copy whatever, see examples. Because we didn't have examples. We don't have people planning their life out. We don't have people even talking about money. We have people just living in debt and then acting like they have money or they're 
comfortable with having just enough money and living paycheck to paycheck and we just kind of got tired of that shit like we were we didn't i don't feel like we felt like we were living paycheck to paycheck but it was just like we knew we had money that we owed to other places and we would get to it at some point Mm -hmm. but after we started paying off the debt we didn't have no fucking money we literally were paying our bills and then whatever was left over even after we started getting pay increases at work it was like nah we're about to live like how we were making when we're making 13 dollars an hour like this is not (laughs) this is not a pay increase to keep for us or to go spend this is a okay oh look stimulus money oh guess what bitch this is going straight to this debt so it can be gone like we didn't use any of that to do anything fun (laughs) nothing so there will be a series watch it if you want to what we plan to do going forward now that we're debt free um so what do we plan on doing going forward now that we're debt free i feel like i'm so this is my my book that i've been writing in for the last almost what i call tears red book three years um but i just got a new notebook and this is gonna be the notebook for whatever our next three years is gonna be and we have kind of an idea of what we're gonna do but first things first is do what Dave Ramsey says and put away an emergency fund an emergency fund I think he says like three to six months we're gonna do the six months first but I honestly would like to have a whole year just because like if you look at this whole COVID shit or whatever like there's a whole bunch of people who probably couldn't even go a month before they're like if they didn't put those things in place, they could be kicked out of their house. So if something else crazy like this happens, like at least we will have a year cushion to figure some shit out. So the next thing is saving the the one year emergency fund. And then- um, I mean, now we're in a better position to look into those investments that we've always wanted to look into or, or just the education on that. So I think we're gonna be investing into uh, more financial um, education. So I mean, that's what I see going forward because now we know what it is to work for the money. Now it's more interest is going towards money working for us. So I think that's going to be the next stage that we're going to be exploring and pushing for because the goal of all this is is not to just make a video after you pay off 150000 It's It's to never be in that situation again. That's that's really what the goal is. So in order to do that, you have to be real intentional, and some of that just is going to come with education. So um, right. I and think uh, we- in addition to that, Mark was mentioned earlier. He likes what he does. I don't dislike what I do, but guess what? Your bitch is not trying to be at work until I'm 60 years old. It's just not going to happen. And so this year, 2021, is my year of becoming financially literate because I feel like just because we paid off some debt and we I wrote something down every single month to make sure we paid the stuff off. I, I'm not financially literate. I just figured out how to pay off some debt real quick. Um, and so I actually want to read a bunch of books on investing and how to invest and where people invest and why they invest in certain things um, so I understand it so then I can do it. So because also people just saving money, that's something old people used to tell you, you know, save your money and put it in the bank. No, so put it in the bank for what? So the bank can use your money to loan out money to other people because that's what they're doing. There's, There's no reason to just have a huge amount of money sitting in a bank outside of like your emergency fund or something so it can be liquid if anything were to happen but outside of that like you don't want to just have a whole bunch of money sitting in a bank somewhere 
So that can you be quiet because we're trying to make a video. Um, yeah, it's a it's a waste to just have a bunch of money sitting in your bank account. You're basically just helping the banks loan more money to other people so people can just continue to be in debt. That's what literally what your money is doing. Um, so I want to figure out how to invest um, in the best places to do so to start building our money there. We'll have our six month, 12 month fund inside of our bank, but everything else is going to investments because I'm not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I plan to be retired by the age of 40. Yeah. 2021 is the year of investing, becoming financially literate first and then investing. Yep, and just further in general financial education. What do you mean by so, that? Just you know it's going to be you know the passive income routes too so and i yeah. know that could be part of investing so yeah you know there'll be some real estate in the future near future too yeah so sacrifice while you can you got to do it anyway so make time or for sacrifice it. now um because uh are you going to want to do this when you're 30 40 and not even 30 because oh, we're 30 um when you're 50 60 it's time to retire and you're still, oh my God, I don't have money for this. So how, how am I gonna retire? No, that's not about to be me. Do it now and get it over with. Like, I wish I would have seen this budgetista lady to make me wanna save $1,400 before 2017. So I'm just thinking like, damn, we did that two years and four months. Like if I would have known that five years ago, like I'm just imagining like where we could be right now as far as the investing part, especially with how the stock market and the real estate state percentage rates going down super low and feel like we could have won this year or last year if we would have been ahead of the curve but now we're here once all of the houses in Seattle cost $700,000 and up for you to not be living in a trap house so I mean <laughs> like I feel like we're behind but I'm glad that we got it done in general I mean I think with that feeling of being behind it's like also I mean you it's better just to have the plan to go towards being debt free i mean i don't care if you're in your 30s or 40s or whatever i mean i, I think that it's better to be working towards that and be whatever age you are and be debt free versus not i mean because the other option is don't do it and and be in your 30s or 40s and, and still have debt so I mean the other option is not better so it isn't and I and now that you're saying that I'm like does sound ageist because I feel like I'm I feel like I'm talking directly to like my friends no, or something people my age yeah but clearly people who are not my age are going to be watching this do it it doesn't matter what age you are like no. I'm just thinking as far as retirement for me retirement for me is not going to be at 65 years old that's why I want to do this now. And that's why I also feel like I'm behind. Because I'm like, man, like, if I would have known any of You're this You're basically stuff, just talking to your your future self, yeah. in, in a way. So it's, no, I don't think you're so, being ageist. You're just, be ageist. That was not the, yeah. No, we're just, we're just saying, like, would you rather be approaching whatever age, with debt or without debt? That's, right. that's really it. You know, so I think obviously one is better than the other. So definitely take that into consideration. Yeah. So... Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Yeah, we're debt free. We paid up $150,000 in 28 months. And I'm about to call Dave Ramsey's ass and do a <laughs> debt free scream. <laughs> Actually, I don't know how easy it is to get on there, but we'll see. 
yeah. If we do, I, maybe we could link it to your videos. That'd be cool. Take the little audio snippet or mm -hmm. video snip and link it to the video. But yeah, we did it. Anybody can do it. I watched tens of hours of Dave Ramsey stuff, and there's some people on there that I'm like, damn, how did they do that? Like, this yeah. is not impossible. There's a lot of respectable stories out there and, and motivational. They, like for me, they provided motivation and or inspiration to keep to just keep the goal in mind. And I, I don't know. I just found some of those people's stories to be really uh, like wow. you can just like wow, that's man, that's incredible. You know, fuck, they're doing that. Like, I got I, I got no excuse. You know, I, I what if I say I didn't do it? What kind of weak ass shit would that be? <laughs> <laughs> I, and I don't know. I, it's so it was nice. I think maybe that provides that community feeling of knowing that other people are doing it. And you know, I, I told Tierra like I'm not really a video person, but I mean, I, I'll share the story for us. You know, so we can maybe be another source of that. If not we get to speak it out loud so i mean there's no loss for us i think hopefully anyone who likes this video they can take it for what it is and, and use it just for at least a source of inspiration so now you know now you know how, how we did it tiara will make more videos to expand on that and she I, she has a red book like it was all hand to paper you know literally and, this this worked for me and whatever worked for you worked for you so if you were one of those people who were hella good like in excel do that shit like but for me it was writing it down and i also feel like now that i have this it's really nice to like look back and see like my own handwriting it's just nice to go back and actually see like your thoughts on paper from years ago like i'm wondering how we're gonna feel i don't know 20 years from now and i have this book i mean yeah I don't know. I mean, I think there was predictions already where people thought that writing shit down wasn't <laughs> gonna be the way, but it's still here because I think it's personal. I still make my important goals that way, but yeah, there's plenty of other videos where people can give their perspective too, so. Watch them, watch them all. Yeah. I was watching all of them. This oh my God, look what I watched. I've had enough of this non-passing down of generational anything. Got me fucked up. Not this generation. Our, our kids will have something. That is for sure. Mm hmm Yep. Get that education. But I'm glad we did it. We about to be doing some more. And if you guys want to hear more about like how we're saving the 12 month emergency fund, let me know. And then I'll add that into the series. And I'm going to base the videos around the progression of how we did it. Stay tuned. Are cool. you going to be on the other ones? Honey? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I will, but <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll jump in the videos if I need to, or if, if it makes sense to. Yeah, of course. But I'm not trying to interfere. <laughs> this is your thing. Whatever. His ass has to be on something. Thanks, you guys. All right. See you guys. Hey, you. Thanks for tuning in to the Melanated Scenes podcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. In the meantime, hit that subscribe button and I'll catch you on the next one.